Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Ryan Dyer, a.k.a. DJ High Def, and I was on that Emmy Award-winning show on Netflix called Queer Eye. You might also know me as emceeing or DJing some of the biggest and best clubs in New Jersey. If you want to catch up or just see what's new, tune into my live interview with acclaimed radio personality, Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. I'll see you guys soon. Hey, everybody. This is Nick Mayhew, three-time gold medalist and three-time world record holder, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. It is about time. We've got a great overcast here today in the city of Las Vegas, where I'm currently at. But a big shout out to my team in Manchester, UK and New York City. It's uh, it's going to be a good one today, if not a great one. You've seen him before. He's got that Jersey personality from one Jersey guy to another. We've got DJ Ryan Dyer aka known as dj high def started as a dj in the entertainment industry 20 years ago working and grinding through the industry was a challenge for him but ryan dj'd at the strip club for five years then finally made his break to the local bar scene after years of hard work he was now a dj in every club in new jersey jenks club headliner harris pool dusk and bar a to name a few Welcome to the stage, Mr. DJ Ryan Dyer. How are you? I'm good, Stephen. So blessed. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. I, you know, as I told you before, like it was one of those days, one of those nights, and I just decided to turn on Netflix, was going through, you know, some of the shows and <laughs> figured like, let's go ahead and pick this. Uh, I don't keep up of every season with, uh, with Queer Eye on Netflix, but I happen to you know, tap into season five, which was the right. season you were on. And it was actually a great season. There were a couple great people that they had um, elevated like you and, right. and really uh, opened your eyes to see a greater perspective of who you are as a person, as a talent, as a man, as a professional. Uh, what have you, what have you done uh, when it comes to the overall well-being with yourself since then? Because that was what, about two years ago? Yeah, well, we filmed it three years ago. Yeah, but it aired about two years ago. And um, I've actually taken a lot. A lot of the personal, um, especially hygiene, um, taking care of myself, uh, the way I dress, um, the way, you know, the way I carry myself throughout a day as well. I mean, the show, the show was actually a very, very awesome experience that I didn't think I'd get, you know, in terms of learning from them. Mm hmm. Well, I see that you know, you've uh, not you're not uh, coloring your beard anymore. I like the white streak in there. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I that was one of their big things, and I, yeah, I stopped that, and I said, "You want to know what? Let me embrace my age. You know what I mean? Let yeah. me use it to my advantage." 
um, you know, I have a lot of years in the game, you know, why not use that? And, and here's the thing. I think you look younger. I really, really, do. I do. I think you look younger. Um, I honestly believe that men, especially men that look very, um, define like you don't have an age look to you you just have that italian look that that type of look that is just very um just seasoned in a way to where we know you're a man all right you're not a boy right right you look like a a man that has grown into your own style you you remind me of someone that would be in europe or on those really high-end beard commercials or uh oils or things like that like um, right. somebody working with David Beckham. That's what you look like to me. And I think it's very sophisticated. Hey, if you know somebody with those commercials, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're moving in the right direction. You definitely have got great television presence. Were you scared at all? Like, were you nervous or was it just natural for you to be in front of the camera? No, you want to know what? I was extremely scared, extremely scared, extremely nervous, just because of, knowing the opportunity um, that was in front of me and actually being on TV and not knowing what goes on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of the uh, camera work and then bringing you to this direction and then bringing you uh, to a different room and then having to, uh, you know, be on cue and not, you know, not feel like you're going to mess up a line, which is not a line. You're just trying to be real so they don't have to keep taking it over. But you also don't want to sound stupid because, you know, it's being aired in front of millions of millions of people. Um, I mean, I know I, I MC and I'm in front of thousands of people every day, um, but not everyone's posting that on TV where millions of people are seeing it with what I say. If I mess up a line or mess up a word, it, it's not getting any. Um, no one's going to know. No one's going to see it <laughs> on TV. They are. Do you believe that? And this is how I've seen it. Um, that there is some similarity to television, to being an MC, to being a DJ, because you're in front of, you know, you accumulate over time hundreds of thousands of people in these clubs. Right, right. No, absolutely. I mean, it is similar because you are, you know, you're thinking at the, you know, you're trying to think quickly, you're trying to speak, and you're trying to motivate people. Um at a moment's notice, you know what I mean? Depending on the song or depending on the reaction of the crowd. Um, so yeah, and you're an entertainer. I mean, you, we're entertainers, TV is entertainment. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely goes hand in hand. Um, and after filming for a couple of days, you definitely get used to it. You know, you definitely aren't as scared, you know, especially after meeting the guys and the celebrity people that you're working with. Um, once, once I found out how genuine they were and how nice they were, um, it made me a lot more comfortable because that was kind of my big skeptic going in was, all right, you know, reality TV, let's see how real reality it is. You know, let's see how nice these guys, you know, are these guys what they show on TV? Um, and they were, I mean, that was what I was stunned with more than anything with how genuine they were to everybody, not just me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To every person in the crew, every you know please sweetheart can you get me a water you know not go get me a water i'm thirsty you know what i mean just just the little things um made me extremely happy with the experience rather than even just being on the show have you considered or even auditioned 
or even contacted or stayed in contact with any of the guys from the show to move forward to get more possibly into TV. I can literally see you on MTV or something else on Netflix. Uh, where do you stand with that? Um, I actually, I stay in touch with Karamo, um, but not of that nature, just more of a personal you know, nature and just seeing how everything's going um, quite frequently. Um, you know, just make, you know, seeing what he's been doing with the TV shows and dancing with the stars and all that stuff. The other guys I have not stayed in touch with, um, not because I, I just haven't reached out, you know, and, or tried to. Karama was someone that I felt a close connection with when I was on the show. Um, and we wound up, you know, exchanging information later on. I'd strongly encourage you, and I mean this seriously, um, is for you to contact him and just let him know, hey, listen, I was just on uh, a radio show on uh, on Power 98.5 with Stephen Cuoco, who's been working in public relations for over 30 years. He truly believes, especially with knowing this industry very well, um, to reach out to you because this really is a, an emotional, psychological, you know, has to do with self and identity. Ryan. Right. So, so, I mean, let him know. I mean, it gives, you know, you permission in a very good way to be like, okay, here's where you helped me. Um, this is a, a vision that somebody, once again, who's been in the industry for 30 years plus that knows this business well, well enough feels right. that I'm ready and that I should reach out to you to find out what do you think and how do you feel and what direction do you recommend that I go in to potentially pursue uh, a stronger presence in in television. I, I, right. I, I'm telling you, I would ask him. No, I, listen, I'm, go I'm going to as soon as we get off the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as we get off the interview. And you are know what? That has been my kind of my downfall in my career is the whole networking and the savvy business in terms of DJing and MCing. Um, I've always been, I'm not the picture guy. I'm not like I see somebody, Hey, let's take a picture. Hey, you know, even the guy, people I've worked with and the celebrity DJs I've worked with and working at Harris with all the celebrities they've brought through the door. I, I've never been the picture taker or the net i'm like listen if they want to talk we'll talk you know what i mean if you want to be friends we can say hi i come and i do my job you know what i mean that's how i've always been and and i do my job and i do a great job at it and that's why i stay at these places um so that has been a little bit of my downfall is, is networking and, and asking people you know like karamo or other head managers hey get me in here like let's go like you know what i mean so mm. um i've always because i've always found like in our industry, in the DJ industry, especially in Jersey, and this was a while back, not as much now, but people were swapping gigs and like, hey, if you let me work here, you can work there. It's like, in my opinion, it's like, no, if you want me to work at your place and rock your place and do a good job, you'll have me there. Not because I gave you a spot over here. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, I just didn't like that part about the DJ world. Mm. Do you believe that... You know, because as you know, you know, I'm currently here in Vegas. It, it right. really is. It's it's no different than any other other industry. Once it has a corporate vibe or corporate feel, the entertainment aspect is is a bit lost. It's it's convoluted. And so um, your talent, you know, 
no matter what you are performing, you're creating a mood, you're creating a vibe for other people in that moment. That's right. what they're investing. That's why they're paying the tickets. That's why they're spending money on exorbitant amount, uh, you know, for a cocktail, you know, here in Vegas, it's 25 bucks for something right. you could pay five bucks, just literally not even right. five minutes, you know, going to town square that's still right up off the strip. Um, do you feel that more more respect it has you know come into the world of dj and performing and event shows at these clubs or does it still have that 1980s old vibe to it to where there still is not enough growth and not enough um personability being more personable with the people you're working with and your fans no i mean i think it's definitely different it's because I think the industry even now is different than it was even two, two, three years ago than COVID because of there's not as many businesses out there now. So the good people and the good people that are getting hired, they have the respect, you know what I mean? The respect mm -hmm. is there and people want to, you know, and, and you talk to the right people like at, at Jenkinson's, you know, I still talk to the owners and the bosses and the managers and all that. And we have a great relationship. You know what I mean? Um, and it's and I believe it's the same at the other clubs and the other bars as well. Where uh, if you're good and you're good at DJing or you're good at MCing and you're good at your craft, you're finding work right now. Um, but it's still few and far between because there's not as many bars and clubs open because of COVID. And it's still that way down there in South Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, well, where there's, yeah, I mean, just the Atlantic City is an example. I mean, there used to be parties every night of the week where at least we're good. You know, you'd at least have one big party, you know what I mean? Or a good party on Monday, Tuesday, what? You don't have them right now. And like, so the good DJs that were out in Atlantic City, like the good, good DJs, they're, you know, they're pulling up every single job they can. You know what I mean? And there's only how many, you know, clubs that you can go to, mm. you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of DJs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was another reason why um, I took the path I did for, for a while was because I was hosting and emceeing at all of these parties and all these big venues. And I wasn't competing with anybody. You know what I mean? It was me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the guy. You know, it's not there's not 50 million MCs out there. You know, not 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 many people can do what I do. Um, there are, but there's not many. What do you feel is is better ryan is it emceeing or djing because here in vegas the djs are are also the mc so there's not that split right. difference here in any of the clubs right what is it well that... i think no god god well one i think an mc definitely makes a difference to a party and i know some djs because they're out in front you create more of an atmosphere you're with the crowd you know what i mean not necessarily completely in it but you're with them and you're and they're seeing you and they're feeling you um, so that's what I think about MCing. Would I'd rather do what you're saying, DJ and MC. You know what I mean? I'd rather at this point, I'd rather DJ and be like um, like I've said to you on the phone before, is MCing for me is kind of plateaued at a point out in New Jersey. There's not too many more places I can do or bigger parties that I can do that I haven't already done, unless I'm doing a concert venue and helping, you know what I mean, and helping a concert venue out. Um, so it's, for me, it's DJing and MC, um, especially if you're good at it. You know, I work with DJ Encore and he's the Saturday night resident resident at Jenkinson and he's a savage. He's a beast. I, I work with him, 
but he doesn't actually need me to work with him. Um, I help the party, obviously, and that's why I'm there. But he's a great DJ and MC, and that's why he's traveling and touring right now, you know, uh, around the United States. You know what I mean? And he's got a Tokyo tour as well. Um, so I think that's what would get you more recognition. That's what would get me further is going back to DJing and MC. I agree. And I think you should, you know, yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah, I am. And, and I said that it was funny before we talked uh, a week ago or so. It's exactly what I was thinking to myself. And this conversation we had was just the reassurance, like, yes, go after it. You know what I mean? That's what you need to do. I believe, you know, to especially here's the biggest thing. Everything is about image, you, you know, figuring, you know, several decades ago, you needed to have qualifications, a degree, experience, everything. Now, you don't need any of that. It's all about your name because your name is, right. is copyright. It's intellectual property. Your name, how big your name is and recognize your look and image and how people relate to you. My recommendation is, yes, I believe that you still have a marketable look. I believe if you keep yourself natural the way you look now and be able to refine yourself is when you were on the show, you would be the complete package. Because most of the time, and and here the thing, you know, it, it's about emulating um, and how people are going to relate to you. And I believe, you know, whether somebody is in skateboarding or they're in hockey or football or MMA, I believe you can attract various crowds from various age groups. But really, the number one thing I would say from a PR perspective is keeping it natural, no no beard color or anything like that. You're doing a great <laughs> job. But getting that refinement back, cleaning up that beard, having it the way you had on the show, because I'm going to tell you, you looked even more youthful and more vibrant maintaining yourself in that manner. And I'm going to say, you know, I understand my Jersey crew. I really, really do. However, what was done for you and how and, and in a way of what you allowed to be done for yourself in those enhancements and those those uh, somewhat of embellishments or improvements is what's going to be needed in L.A., Vegas, or even, you know, outside of this country. So that refinement is crucial. You have to be right. much more refined. And I'm going to honestly tell you to go back. Um, let me see here. Even... The way you looked, I, I like the shirt, the, the promo video that you did for us uh, and what we played before the show. You look incredible. I'm just going to honestly say to you, especially European DJs, they like that refined look. You have everything. If you lose the hat, style the hair, get that beard trimmed up somewhat the way that you had on the show okay. and have a little bit more of an elevated fashion you're going to have a lot more assets to work with the Jersey look. I'm going to honestly tell you it not only doesn't work and would not work for Vegas. I don't really see how it were, would, would work anywhere else because fashion statements and a fashion point, especially when it comes to media, they have a certain level of, of care that goes into uh, image reputation and branding and partnerships and your image works for South Jersey because you have right. you're near that laid back waterfront. But anywhere else, you got to get back to the way you were when you were on that show. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. Once again, it makes sense. <laughs> if anybody Look. knows New Jersey, it makes sense for waterfront down South Jersey Ocean. Right. But right. Beach order- party, pool party. Yes. Right. But I would say that is the only thing that I feel that from a public relations perspective, as if you were a client that I'm representing, that would be something that would be required in order to move forward because the fashion is is what's really throwing it off. And you you shouldn't hide yourself. The tattoos, your physique, just everything works. Just have to elevate the fashion and 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 trim up that yeah. beard a little bit more. And I, I, I don't mean to call it this. I mean this with the compliment. I like the Santa the 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 Santa white in your beard. Right. <laughs> I listen, I take it as a compliment, absolutely. <laughs> and I appreciate everything. I mean anything you say, even if it's criticism, I I I, I take criticism um to heart, you know, where I want to change it. You know what I mean? Where it's not criticism, it's just helping. Yeah. Do you still have that incredible suit you wore on the show? Yes. Do you? Yes. I mean, that yes. suit is fly on you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I have the three suits that they gave me. Yeah. Yeah. They that's and a couple more. Do you? Um, I mean, that's another thing with the show. The show did help me realize, like, you know, you do need to upgrade. I, you know, I was wearing the same things that I was wearing for eight years. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the same tank tops, the same, like I didn't buy new clothes. I didn't, you know, I didn't care enough to be honest with you. I was working and make it, you know, where now, like, even though, like you said, I have the Jersey shore, South Jersey, look, I bought all new clothes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have other stuff too, that are not that, you know what I mean? That are not Jersey shore beach party. That's strictly because to me, I take my job seriously, wherever I am seeing every job is different. Um, or DJ every, you know, every style is different. You know, if I'm doing a brunch, yeah, I'm wearing a suit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or I'm wearing, I'm wearing nice clothes and a jacket. Um, you know, obviously the parties that I work at, it's a beach party, you know, I'm wearing beach attire and, and kind of stuff that stands out because that's what that party calls for. And are you still celebrating drinking that mango Snapple? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do my research. <laughs> uh, yes, I love my snapple. <laughs> do you have a, a a drink from time to time? Like, like, are you a scotch or or vodka or whiskey, or do you not touch any of that? I, you know what? When I do drink, I take shots. Mm-hmm. I'll take a shot here and there because uh, I'm not the biggest alcohol guy. I don't like, you know, I don't come home and like, hey, I need a taste of, you know, I need a Corona. Or if I if I were to drink, I would have Coronas. That would be my beer of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I drink like cherry bombs or vodka and pineapple juice. <laughs> so uh, I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest drinker, but I will socially, obviously, with people and stuff. Um, or depending on the night, you know, if I'm off the next day. But yeah, I'm not the not the biggest drinker. It, it was uh, asked what. What the best lesson you learned from the Fab Five? And you said, the best lesson I learned from the Fab Five was to be me. I did not need to conform to what I thought was the world's normal. I make my own path and I live my own dreams and that's okay. Is that still ongoing for you? Yeah, and it's funny because you're... you're you're saying that and I see you reading it and I have it pretty much word for word right in front of me. Um, yeah, 
you know, um, it, it, that was the biggest thing I took from the show was uh, to stop thinking, you know, what my, even my family, you know, I love my family more than anything, but I don't need to feel pressure. You know, I, I can travel my own path. I can, you know, if it's DJing till I'm 55, it's DJing till I'm 55. If I decide to get married in between then or after that, that's okay. You know what I mean? I don't have to, you know, stress because I was for a little while like oh my family's married they're all you know gonna start families and I'm out here uh you know out till 2 a.m on the weekends you know what I mean like I'm at you know still you know doing doing my thing and I was okay with that but in my head I wasn't you know because I didn't want them to look at me in a weird way or differently or look down on me you know you see your high school friends you see you know with social media and all this you know, their kids are almost 17 years old, 16 years old. And I'm, you know, I, you know, I have a girlfriend, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, uh, you know, so that was stressful. Um, but yes, that's exactly how I feel today is to, and it's made me feel better over the last couple of years. I go back to think about that. Like, no, Ryan, do you be you and go after all your dreams? Cause I'm not done yet. You know what I mean? I'm not done succeeding. Um, like my, everyone makes fun of me because I moved into this house and as I'm fixing it up, I said, once I'm done fixing it up, I'm putting it up for sale. And they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I could get more money for it and get a bigger house, then that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just stop. Like I'm never content. You know what I mean? I, I like to work. I, I don't know what I would do without work. Um, and you know, I, I have goals and I just get, once I reach them, I got more, I got more of them. <laughs> have you ever been told Ryan that there's a difference between living for the moment and living in the moment? Yeah, I, I've been told that before. Yeah. The reason why I asked that is because one of the things I was wondering, cause you have a, a beautiful home and most people would love to, to live at a location of where you're at. And I'm not saying to not fix it up and sell it, but have you ever given and gifted, okay, given and gifted yourself time to really sit and enjoy and truly, truly enjoy what you have, what you've worked for, what you've accomplished, instead of in that current accomplishment, then also bringing in a future that doesn't exist because how can you really enjoy who you really are and what you've embodied in your truth and in your world as Ryan Dyer, if you're bringing in a future that's not set, it's basically, you know, <laughs> how can you really have um, something finished or something in completion if you're always living in the, in the present, never really being in a past because it's done and over it because you're also focused on the future. It's almost like you're constantly remodeling but where is there ever the time for you to be like, you know what? I'm enjoying this Ryan that I am now. Let me sit with this Ryan before I develop another Ryan. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's a great perspective and way to look at it because, I mean, you're right. Um, I haven't. Uh, I mean, to answer your question, I haven't had time. Um, and I always say my time is, is <laughs> my me time and my time to enjoy myself is when I'm at the club is when I am working at the bar. Um, I haven't, in terms of my houses or whatnot, uh, 
I haven't had time to sit back and really take in the moment, I guess you could say, and and enjoy it. Not yet, at least. I mean, I did listen. I know I said that I want to sell the home, but that's just in terms of I have goals. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. if if I don't put it up for sale, like, yeah, I, I love this home and I hope to stay in it. Um, my whole point was with it was I don't stop. You know what I mean? I, uh, for whatever reason, you know, it's my family, my dad. I don't think my dad will ever retire. We tell him retire, retire, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we work, you know what I mean? And I've, I've learned that at a young age, you know, we, uh, you know, there was points in time where, you know, I was on free lunch. You know what I mean? Like I've seen the struggle. Um, I, I've seen uh, my parents work their tails off to give us everything that we have and where we're at now. Um, but that's where our work ethic comes from. You know, is seeing that and not I, I saw it and never wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I said to myself, I'm not, you know, and when I do have a family, I will be secure enough where that'll never happen. Oh, it's good. It really is good that you know what you want, what you don't want, and you're very clear about that. Yeah. I am now. And to be honest with you, before, before the show, I wasn't. I wasn't clear. You know, it was, it was a, a fight and a struggle in my head um, for a long time. Is it any more? Are you more at peace now than you ever have been before? You know, before. I, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm extremely, extremely at peace. Um, I'm with everything, you know, with my life, with with the direction. Um, and yes, since the show, I, I can definitely say that. I mean, obviously, there's been points in time in my life where even in the past couple of years, you know, you find yourself in not I want to say depression, but depressed about certain things or or, or certain events. But yeah, I mean, at this point in time right now, I am definitely at peace with work, with myself, with my decisions, um, you know, and, and the direction of my life, whether that's, you know, with my girlfriend, with moving forward, with any part of it, you know, with my home. Um, yeah, I'm very, very much at peace with my life. I hear it. I believe it. And from the opportunity of having to have spoken with you before us, you know, getting ready for this interview, um, I'm really proud of you. And I'm saying that in a way to where I truly believe this, that you have been absolutely responsible in every decision for the best of what you know of to live your truth, to be your truth, and to be responsible with the people that are in your life and making sure that you don't bring somebody into your life or jump too quickly, too fast into a marriage or having kids until you know that you're ready. So I want to say to you that age has nothing to do with it. I see you as a man and a professional being responsible, no matter how other people perceive it. You're doing your best to make sure that you take care of your business first without harm so that when you do feel ready to be present in that, in a marriage or a, a very strong relationship or becoming a dad, you're going to do it and be very present with great responsibility of of having no regrets. And I believe when I right. have any opportunity of getting to know you and to hear you and to hear your truth is you really are doing great to not have regrets. That's what I believe. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 
You're spot on, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) I just sit back and listen. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, you're good at it, obviously. (laughs) Who would you like to give a shout out to, my friend? Um, well, I mean, I definitely want to give a shout out to my, to my DJ friend, DJ Encore, my Jersey jungle promoter, Tim, the owner of Jersey jungle juice. Uh, they're my Jenks promoters, headliner in Harris pool. Um, they're coming up soon and we got big parties on Sundays. Other than that, my family, my girlfriend, and that's it before I get in trouble. Oh, don't forget <laughs> the puppy too. Oh, my little Riley girl. She's actually <laughs> sitting right next to me. Oh, I love her. I almost was yeah. wanting to get uh, one of those dogs, like a breed like that. But, I mean, I don't know about Riley, but they yip and yap at everything. You can fart in a dog will bark. <laughs> this one doesn't. I got very lucky where she's almost oh, a mute. Really? She barely barks ever. Oh my God. Perfect. I got very lucky. I don't know what happened. Yeah, because it is, that is not like with that breed. That breed, they like to, yeah, because what are they, a a terrier or Yorkie or something? It's a Yorkie. Yorkie. Yeah, she's a Yorkie. Yeah, she's a a mini, a mini Yorkie or something. She's like six pounds. But yeah, my my brother has a Yorkie and he barks. People walk in the door, barks. You know, you walk up the steps, barks. This one. She's just hanging out. I was staring. Like, all right. Like, when she barks, I'm like, what's wrong? Because you don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't get one. But I, I adore her. She is absolutely adorable. I take it, especially with you being down by the waterfront, you putting those uh, jackets on her or any of those sweaters? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, of course. The jacket. She's got a life jacket, too, for the water. Oh, wow. <laughs> When you when you come down and you stay here, you can see. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It looks like it's going to be a great, great time. And and why not? Show up. Celebrity status. Let's do it red carpet style. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For all things Ryan Dyer, a.k.a. DJ High Def, go to his Instagram at DJ High Def, D-J-H-I-G-H-D-E-F. Any other socials or any other plugins you want to do at this time, Ryan? Uh, my Facebook is Ryan HD Dyer. My Snapchat is uh, DJ High Def. Um, so it's the same thing on all networks. Twitter is MC High Def. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Ryan. And uh, yeah, I just had to take a moment yeah. and a breath with you because it's, it's just quite interesting. You just never know what's going to happen. And most importantly, I, I want to thank you for giving me permission to be part of your life and to share my perspective with you and to also offer um, not only suggestion, but reassurance of things that you were thinking about in your life that now offered confirmation to help you move forward and and to, to take it to that next level. And I really believe that you're ready because one of the things that stood out is in the scene when you were with your parents and you said to them that um, you're going to go into this full time. And we all know right. how things have changed, what the pandemic has done. But I don't believe you really had a real opportunity to do that. Right. But I believe you can now. Right. Does, does that help? I agree. Yeah. No, Brian, uh, Stephen, I really, really appreciate this whole interview. Um, speaking with you, all your suggestions, all your criticism, um, everything. I mean, I've written it down. I've taken it all in. Um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed uh, to be a part of this, to be a part of your show, the small part I am today. 
and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hold the line. Thank you again, Mr. Ryan Dyer, DJ High Def. I'm going to tell you, he's one of the most popular DJs down there in South Jersey. You know, and and real quick, where can everybody go and find you emceeing? Well, for the rest of the summer, Jenkinson's in Point Pleasant and Headliner on Sundays in Neptune. All right. There you go. What do they need to do? Do they need to get like tickets first? Do they got a call? Do they need a book online? No, nah, they can just show up. I mean, they can book online uh, for Headliner on Sundays. They can book online and get tickets. Um, you can go to their Facebook page or Instagram. It's Headliner um, or and Jenkinson's. You just show up. All right. But get there early to get there early if you come in on Saturdays because there's a line by ten. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's like it here in Vegas too. You know, if you want to get in, even though everything doesn't start until like one or two out here, like like right. you'll have like DJ Ioki or Zed or somebody, and people are showing up like at eight or nine o'clock and thinking they're gonna start at ten or eleven. No, they're not on, or even like Cascade to like three in the morning. I'm like, what the hell? No. Right, right. But but if, unless you want to wait in line for hours, you better get there. You know it. <laughs> for all things Mr. Ryan Dyer, a.k.a. DJ High Def, go to his social media, head on over. One of my favorite spots I like to see what Ryan's up to is at DJ High Def, and that is his Instagram. We're going to have a new show this Saturday. Uh, we're going to have Resilient You with Alicia Pazzoni, Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific. We also to have another new episode with Catherine Swain on Catherine and Company. And she is on uh, Sundays at 11. And then we have, let me tell you what, Lady T with Terrelia Hoskins at 4 p.m. on Sunday. And that's 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for Let Me Tell You What, Lady T. All things Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Download the iOS or Android app. You can head on over to power985.com. Click the bottom tick in the bottom right-hand corner. Send us your comments. If you'd like to be a guest on any one of our shows on Power 98.5, let us know. You can email power98.5radio at gmail.com or contact at power985.com. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you again. I'm Stephen Cuoco. We'll talk next time. Connect.